You're listening to Gleanings, the monthly newsletter from Strategies at Work, podcast edition, December 1st, 2009. Upcoming events. The Strategic Life Alignment Seminar. This seminar will equip you with tools and a methodology for discerning your life purpose. Don't miss this opportunity to learn biblical principles that will help you discover your destiny. Peace, joy, and satisfaction will be yours only if you discover and fulfill your life purpose. This event will be presented in both live and virtual settings. The upcoming webinar will be held each Tuesday evening from 8 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Central Time, beginning October 6th and running through November 17th. Visit StrategiesWork.com for details. The BTS Seminar Kingdom Management 2 Because we live in God's universe, to have success we must obey His rules, including the rules for the workplace. So what are God's rules for managing organizations? Most of the teaching on management is from the world. There is a dearth of teaching on this critical topic of management from a biblical worldview. Kingdom Management 2 is the second installment in the Kingdom Management series and is designed to give you more insight and wisdom as to how to manage based on a biblical worldview. Full of practical tips, this teaching will transform your understanding of management and lay the foundation for unprecedented success in your life. The next Strategic Life Alignment Seminar will be held February 18th through the 20th, 2010 at Sojourn Church in Carrollton, Texas. See the website strategieswork.com for details. The BTS Seminar Kingdom Management 2 Because we live in God's universe, to have success we must obey His rules, including the rules for the workplace. So what are God's rules for managing organizations? Most of the teaching on management is from the world. There is a dearth of teaching on this critical topic of management from a biblical worldview. Kingdom Management 2 is the second installment in the Kingdom Management series and is designed to give you more insight and wisdom as to how to manage based on a biblical worldview. Full of practical tips, this teaching will transform your understanding of management and lay the foundation for unprecedented success in your life. This event will be presented in both live and virtual settings. The upcoming webinar for this event will be held each Tuesday evening from 7.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, January 12th, 19th, and 26th, 2010. See strategieswork.com for details. The Executive Forum Come listen and be challenged by another inspiring story of how biblical truth enabled a man to achieve incredible success in the workplace. The Executive Forum is presented two to three times per year in the Dallas area. This event provides a wonderful opportunity to informally visit and network with others. Come and bring a friend. Enjoy the food, fun, and fellowship accented with personal inspiration and practical wisdom for the workplace. The next Executive Forum will be Thursday, January 7, 2010, at Glen Eagles Country Club in Plano, Texas. See strategieswork.com for details. These are challenging economic times. There is much fear in the world. Now more than ever, people need to understand the power of building their lives on Christ. Only faith in Christ can provide sustained victory over fear. If you need help in learning how to walk with Christ, Strategies at Work has consultants in various parts of the world. These consultants are equipped to help you grow in Christ and to find and fulfill your divinely ordained life purpose. Please contact them or contact the Strategies at Work Home Office if you would like our help. See the website strategieswork.com for details. And now Dr. Chester brings us a message titled, Commerce or Christ? Christmas is an interesting time of the year. 
all the food, parties, celebrations, family gatherings, and of course, the gifts. Retailers build their annual plans around the Christmas season and readily acknowledge the critical role that Christmas plays in their success each year. Without a strong Christmas selling season, many if not most retailers would struggle financially. Given the critical importance for the retailers, it is no wonder that the focus of Christmas has moved from celebrating Christ to celebrating commerce. How did this change happen? In chapter one of her book, Socially Responsible Investing, Amy Domini outlines the evolution of the symbols of society as expressed by architecture. These symbols are seen in the major buildings or monuments built by society. Prior to the 1600s, the buildings and monuments were tributes to God, such as cathedrals. The message was that God existed and was a very relevant part of society. Then from 1600 to 1900, the great monuments, parliament, and the great palaces were built to honor government and the importance of social structure. During the past 100 years, the great buildings have been corporate headquarters, honoring the impact of commerce toward improving the standard of living. Amy's analysis is interesting and posits a plausible explanation for the transition of human focus from Christ to commerce, to more money and a higher standard of living. Another way to look at this evolution is that we've moved from worshiping Christ to worshiping money. In his gospel record, the first century physician Luke quoted Jesus, No servant can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Luke 16:13. Hence the worship of God and money are mutually exclusive. Please note that I did not say that God and money are mutually exclusive, but rather the worship of God and money are mutually exclusive. Most of us do not consider ourselves to be worshipers of money. Instead, we claim to be worshipers of God. But if Amy Domini is correct, and the signs and symbols of the culture reveal what people really value and therefore worship, do the signs confirm that we are worshipers of money? Well, consider the following signs. Sign number one, success is denominated in terms of money. When the label successful is applied to a person, we're commonly referring to his or her financial success. Unless the person is an outright criminal like Bernie Madoff, the level of success that one enjoys is directly proportional to one's financial fortune. Sign number two, Americans live as consumers, not stewards. This is so obvious to the workplace that business pundits label Americans consumers. Furthermore, the economy is built on consumption. Hence, when personal consumption drops, so does the economy. Sign number three, an entitlement mentality has emerged in America regarding the right to a certain standard of living, disaster aid, health care, and financial safety. Most people expect the government to care for them if anything goes wrong and when they get old. Therefore, there is no compelling reason to responsibly save money or help each other. Sign number four. Almost everyone chooses their work based on money. People, as a general rule, accept jobs and leave jobs to make more money. Any other factors that might be considered are strictly secondary. And sign number five. Money, for the most part, dictates 
where people choose to live. Most people determine the largest mortgage they qualify for and shop for a house that will match their mortgage. Because of this, many people live house poor, meaning they cannot adequately furnish, decorate, and or maintain their homes. Furthermore, because people live on the edge financially, when economic stress comes, they often lose their homes through foreclosure. As I consider these signs, I am persuaded that money is very important to people, far more important than God. Having been active in Christianity for more than 50 years, my anecdotal observation is that God is important to people for a few hours each week on Sunday. But the rest of the time, most people focus on money. Money defines who we are, our social standing, where we work, and how we live. Where is God in all this? As noted above, one of the rules of God's universe is that people cannot worship both God and money. A choice has to be made. Sadly, few seem to understand this reality. Many professing Christians display the signs above, which means they are trying to worship God and money. Let us be clear. When we break God's rules, there will be consequences. Note the words of the Apostle Paul in Galatians 6-7. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. It is deception to think that we can sow seeds of rebellion by violating God's laws and not have consequences. Yet this is what we're doing. We think that we can worship God in money, but God has said we cannot. The popular paradigm of present-day Christianity focuses on getting people to make a decision for Christ, as if one decision is all that we need to make. This implies that all other decisions can be made without Christ. When you read the New Testament, it is abundantly clear the Apostle Paul viewed Christ as the basis for making all decisions. About a year ago, I heard a speaker say that he was not trying to get people to make a decision for Christ, rather he was trying to get them to make every decision for Christ. Now this is the biblical perspective. I think the signs of the times are clear. The profession Christian community particularly in North America, has abandoned the worship of Christ and chosen to worship commerce, that is money. This choice will have undesirable consequences. Perhaps the current economic calamity is part of the consequences. Hosea 13.2 reads, Now they, the Israelites, sin more and more. They make idols for themselves. From their silver, cleverly fashioned images, all of them the work of craftsmen. Note that the craftsmen, that is the workplace people, simply accommodated the wishes of the people. The real driver in a culture is the worldview of the people. The workplace and public policy of a culture merely reflect their worldview. If the people choose to worship God, then the workplace and public policy will worship God. And if the people choose to worship money, the workplace and public policy will also worship money. Choosing to worship money instead of God will lead to judgment. See Deuteronomy 28. But if people repent and worship the one true God, then there will be blessings. So the choice is ours, commerce or money or Christ. What will it be? Know this, because of the sin of man, the default answer is commerce. So if you want to change, truly change, you have to be proactive you have to proactively engage in rejecting the worship of money and choose Christ. To work out the details of what this means in your life, may I suggest that you find a godly person who truly worships Christ, not commerce, and submit to that person. 
Allow them to disciple you and help you become a worshiper of Christ. The transformation in you may be difficult, but it is the only way to lasting success in God's universe. Merry Christmas.